Welcome to another episode of the Created to Thrive podcast, where we help you grow deeper in your personal relationship with the Lord, know your value and identity in Christ, and thrive with meaning and purpose. Hi, I'm your host, Lori K. Snyder, and today we're going to be talking about how love always hopes. And if you've ever struggled with hope, today is definitely an episode for you. I'm going to share a message that I just preached at our local church, the Gathering Church of St. Petersburg, Florida, where I talk about how hope is a confident expectation of a future good that is based on what is available to us through Christ. And God's unconditional love for us is going to be the catalyst that's going to help us fuel that faith, feel that hope. And it's hope is an inner strength and it's tied to our imagination. So I'm going to give you practical steps with scriptures to help you get rooted and grounded in God's love so you can let hope arise to where you can take steps of faith. So come with me now as we journey in this and I'm going to share some of my personal story and I know what it's like to battle hope but I also know what it's like to have a life that's rooted and grounded in God's love for you so you can know who you are in Christ and all that God has for us so here we go good morning I had so much fun yesterday for Garrett's hero race but it was a walk There was something that lit a fire inside me when I put on my Wonder Woman costume. I've never done that before. I've never had a Wonder Woman costume before. And when we were talking about it, like, yes, you need to dress up. And I said, okay. Something awakened in me. And I'm going to do a podcast on the movie, The Wonder Woman, 1984, because there are so many messages in that as a believer in Christ, because God speaks to me through movies. But um, please do go to my podcast, Created to Thrive. I talk a lot about hope, faith, love. My husband, Fred, is on there a lot. We have great discussions. We are Bible teachers, and we want to go deeper and give you equipment to go deeper in your relationship with the Lord. So I'm just going to touch on some things today. My purpose is to stir you up today to help you understand the power that you have in you. How many of you, when you were little, wanted to be superheroes? Do you know you are a superhero now? You have the same, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have the same power that raised Jesus from the dead living inside of you. Pastor E was talking about love. He did a series on God's kind of love and the messages of love, what love looks like, how love acts. And one of those is encouraging, right? The power of our words. Proverbs says that death and life is in the power of our tongue, and we're going to eat its fruit. You have the power to speak life into dead situations. And I'm here to stir you up today to help you understand who you are, as God says you are, who he is, and what you can do through him. Today's message is love always hopes. I was going to call it the power of, of hope, but really hope is a product of love. And I'm going to talk about what is biblical hope and how do we get that? How do we activate hope in our life so that we can do exceedingly abundantly above? 
we're going to talk about that, so I don't want to get ahead of myself. My message is, as a, as a life passion, intimacy with God, to become who he created you to be. And I'm tired of people walking around, waiting for things to happen, waiting on God, when he's given you everything that you need that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. And it's not an intellectual knowledge. It's an experiential knowledge to where we taste and see and know that he is good. It's that relational knowledge. And if you've never experienced it before, now is your opportunity to just call to him. Jeremiah 33.3 says, call to me and, answer, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you do not know. So today is your day to get equipped and encouraged to be who he created you to be because you were created to thrive. And that's why I started the podcast. I know what it's like to be hopeless or to feel hopeless. I know what it's like to feel disappointed, discouraged. When you think that you are going in the direction God has called you and other people are coming out against you and opposing you. I radically had my life changed. I mentioned a little bit of this before, back in 2006 when Fred and I separated. And I knew about God, but I didn't know him personally. I went to church. I did Bible readings. I read the Bible. I memorized scripture. I did the studies. I served. But I had head knowledge. I didn't have that heart, experiential knowledge of who God is, and I definitely didn't know how to be his daughter. I entered into a desire, a hunger and thirst. Matthew 5, 6, it says that he who hungers and thirsts for righteousness shall be filled. And that was my cry. I wanted everything that God had for me. And my marriage looked over. It was dead. There's no reason we should be married. There was infidelity, pornography addiction, alcohol addiction, all of that. And Fred is very open with me sharing. It looked dead. But God, I took my eyes off of my husband, my situation, and I put them on the Lord, just like we just talked about, putting my eyes on Jesus. And I fell in love with Jesus. I didn't even know how Jesus could be my best friend. But I fell in love with who he is, and I learned who I am in him. Because apart from him, I can do nothing. But guess what? I'm not apart from him. And it's time to stop thinking so small of ourselves. It's time to rise up and be who he created you to be. So that's what I want to stir in you today. Knowing who you are in Christ, you are God's representative here on the earth. But not only are we to know God is love, we have to know our identity is love. Genesis 1.26 says we're created in his image and his likeness to have dominion here on the earth. He gave the earth to man. We're to rule and reign, and how we do that is by partnering with his grace, his empowerment, his enablement to do things that we can't do in our own natural self. But it takes our part to faith, which is believe. But faith works through love. Love is our foundation. 
Love is the foundation of who God is, but who we truly are. And for years, I cried out to God. I really begged God to help me love people because guess what? I didn't. I was disappointed, betrayed, abused, all the stuff. But I was trying to love in my own strength. Until I started studying God's kind of love. Who is love? And then understanding that is my identity. In my born-again spirit, see, we are spirit, soul, body. And our spirit, when we believe Jesus as our Lord and Savior, becomes born again. It is brand new. That's why we're a new creation in Christ. Everything's perfect. The Holy Spirit, Spirit resides there. That's where the fruit of the Spirit is. And love, joy, peace, patience, right? We can name them, is our identity. So once I started recognizing, wait, I am created in God's image. I don't just do loving things. My motive for everything I do is love because I'm expression of him. That started shifting how I saw everything. And when Fred and I reconciled, I cried out to God to have a hope and healing ministry. Now, I did not want to go into ministry. But I wanted to help people give a hope and an answer for the hurting. And so that is where hope has been an anthem for me for so many years. I've seen dead people raised to life. I've seen the miraculous. I've prayed and healings and miracles, signs and wonders have followed that. You have that same power too. All it takes is a hunger and thirst to know him and to become like him. It says that we're to be transformed into the image of Christ. Well, how do we do that? We get into God's word, but we know we've got to, we've got to get into the word to know him, not to memorize scripture, but to know the one who loves you and created you and knows every detail of your life. And it's an amazing, exciting journey. Romans 5.5 5 says, And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. You are a superhero because you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. But you've got to know who he is. And I didn't know Holy Spirit. It was more like holy who? We would sing about it in the doxology in church, but I was never taught who the Holy Spirit is, and how I have to cooperate with him, how to hear God's voice. Holy Spirit is our helper, our comforter, our teacher. He will guide and lead us into all truth. So if you are feeling hopeless or disappointed or discouraged, you've got to know who abides inside you, the Holy Spirit, who is your comforter, who will minister to you hope and love and truth, so you can take a step of believing God, trusting God, and a step of faith. So what is biblical hope? It is a confident expectation of future good based upon what God has promised us in Christ Jesus. Hope is built on our unwavering confidence in God's goodness and power to do what he says he will because of his unfailing love for us. Biblical hope is not wishful thinking. It's not just throwing my prayers up and hoping something will stick, or maybe wondering if God will answer me this time. 
in order to have biblical hope, we have to be rooted and grounded in God's love first. And I'm going to pack that or unpack that a little bit. Hope is the script in the scriptural sense is about clinging to the good we can't see, even in the midst of bad we can't escape. It has nothing to do with human expectations. It's having an expectancy of future good, not an expectation on how something is going to turn out or when it's going to happen. See, a lot of times we experience disappointment because we were believing for something. We were hoping, we were believing, but we put an expectation on what it was going to look like, how it was going to happen, and when it was going to happen. And that was me. I was causing myself to cause a lot of my own discouragement. And Fred can tell you some funny stories about (laughs) expectations that were unrealistic and unmet. But when I have an expectancy that, God, you are good, that's why it's the goodness of God that causes one to repent, to change their direction. You've got to know his goodness. And if you've never experienced his goodness, you can do that today. You can start asking him, God, reveal yourself to me. Show me your goodness today. And when you do that, he will start to reveal himself. But you have to have open eyes. Like child, Jesus said, we have to become like a child, meaning trusting and believing. You know, you have to teach a child not to trust someone, right? Stranger danger, right? Little Augie's one-year-old. He trusts everybody. But you have to teach him not to trust well, Jesus said we're to be childlike in our trusting and believing God. That's why you ask any child, what do you want to be someday? And they'll tell you, I want to be an NHL player, or they'll tell you a superstar, whatever, because they believe nothing's impossible. And Scripture says nothing is impossible with God for those who believe. Hope is an anchor that keeps us sure and steadfast, and it's tied to our belief system and our imagination. And I'm going to share that. Hope is our inner strength. A lot of times we're talking about faith, right? We're to live by faith, walk by faith. But faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hope is future tense. Faith is now tense. If we don't have hope, We're not going to have something to tie, to anchor in what's from the spiritual realm into the natural realm through faith, believing, and trusting. So how do we hope? Hope is activated by love through the Holy Spirit. And the first first way is we've got to know God's character and his ways. Again, a lot of times we know about God, but we don't know his true nature. You know, we sang about his love never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is love. And so asking, God, I want to know you and the power of your resurrection, that was my heart cry. I didn't want to do church. I didn't want to just go through the motions and have boring prayer life. I wanted to have an encounter with God's love so then I could be a hope and a help for someone else. I could be an encouragement. I've always wanted to help. That was always my motive. I wanted to help people. And if you truly want to help people, know him so you can be an expression of him. It's a vertical and a horizontal relationship. Second thing is you have to receive God's love for you. 
And we do that by visualizing and attaching strong emotion to it when we're reading his word or when we're in prayer. I would read about God's love, and there was this disconnect. Like I said, I'm like, God, you got to help me pray or love people. But as I started recognizing, I had to receive first God's love for me. And someone had given me a word, and they said, Lori, God just wants to let you or to have you let him love you. You're blocking him through your doubt and unbelief because you're looking at yourself and you're not looking at him and what Jesus has done for you. So that began a journey of becoming God's daughter. What does that look like? And that's what I love about the Wonder Woman movie. I don't want to get off on that because I'll sit fired off again about that. We've got to know him as a loving father. But a lot of times we have our natural father that uh, the experiences we've had with our natural father that limit how we see our heavenly father. And that's a journey in and of itself. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 and verse 13. We hear about this in marriage ceremonies all the time. I've done it when I've performed wedding ceremonies. But I want you to shift how you think about this as this is God. God is patient and kind because God is love, right? Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice or wrongdo- at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things. Love believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Love is the foundation. But I want you to start thinking about not doing loving things, but receiving God's love for you. That God so loved the world, he sent Jesus just for you. And that takes time and intentionality. But opening your heart. So the third thing is you have to open your heart and make the choice to go there. Make the choice to hope. A lot of times we don't want to go there because we, won't, we don't want to get disappointed. Been there, done that. I've tried that many times. It has never worked, so it's not going to work again. Clean slate. You have to make the choice. You have free will. God won't supersede your free will. He can't. He's bound by it. Choosing to renew your mind and change your belief system to align with what God says about you. And that involves your heart, not just your mind, but your heart, to really allow yourself, giving yourself permission to be loved. One of the exercises I did, and then I've helped so many people, so I'll give this to you, is Ephesians 3, 16 through 20. So if you really want to have God love you as his son or daughter, make this personalized. Insert your name and pray it personally. I'm just going to read it, but I would personalize it. This is what I started doing. I started making it a cry of my heart. And this was Paul's prayers in Ephesians 3.16, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, 
to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. That last phrase is vital. It's not something that you're just hoping and wishing and praying for. Right there. According to the power that works in us. Are you allowing this power to work through you? Have you ever had someone say, I just need prayers, and you go, yeah, okay, I'll pray for you, and then walk away? What if you're right then to say, let me just pray for you right now? And a lot of times we get tripped up because we think, oh, I don't have the right words to say. Am I going to do it wrong? Let me just tell you a simple prayer. Jesus, show her truth. Show her your love. In your name I pray, amen. Simple, childlike. You will never know, perhaps you might, how much that just did for that person. You took the time to say, I see you, I hear you, and I care about you. Because we see Jesus doing this all the time. He was constantly being interrupted. He was on his way doing something. He had a purpose, he had a mission. Someone would pull and need something. And he allowed himself to be interrupted. And again, it comes back to our choice, our free will. So finally, hope uses our imagination. Hope comes directly from God and involves your positive imagination. Hope is seeing something on the inside, what you can't see on the outside, with your heart, not your physical eyes. That's why Paul is constantly talking about getting a revelation on your inner man with your spirit, seeing with your spiritual eyes, not your natural eyes. Romans 15, 13 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, God's already provided everything in in you that you need and deposited in it in you and it's time to draw it out by using your positive imagination but you have to give yourself permission to go there let me just do a practical example of you already have the ability to do this so everyone close your eyes i want you to think about where you want to go on vacation next Maybe you've never been there before. How does that make you feel? Do you feel relaxed, excited, like you can finally breathe, take the load off? Maybe it's in the sun, you feel the warmth of your sun, you hear the water. What does that do for you? Does that give you excitement? So you all have the power right there of hope. And it's used through words. 
God's word is alive and active and powerful. We need to use his word to strengthen ourselves and use that strong emotion to feel his love and to be able to take that step of faith that he's asking us to take, whatever that is. But let hope arise. Hope is that positive imagination. It's going to produce joy and peace. And we've got to train ourselves how to hear the voice of God. On my website, lauriecasnyder.com, I have free resources for you to help position yourself on how to hear God with confidence. Some I am statements. So if you're feeling discouraged or disappointed or not enough or fearful, turn it around into I am statements of what God says. And I have scriptures there. I also have about forgiveness and how to forgive someone. And I lead you through a prayer that you can pray. So go to my website if you need any of those uh, encouragements. And you can always reach out to me too. But I want you to practically experience God right now. Close your eyes again. I want you to, without looking around, I want you to see this auditorium. See, you see it in your mind's eye. I want you to see Jesus walking down the aisle. And he turns, and now he stands right in front of you. Feel his love. And now he's going to say something to you personally. No one else can hear it. So ask him, just to yourself, inside your mind, Jesus, what do you want to say to me? These are things that you can do all the time to stop and pause when you're reading God's word, like the Ephesians prayer. God, how do I know the length and the the width and the breadth and the height, how deep your love is for me? God, what do you want to say to me right now to strengthen me in your love? One of my favorite questions is, God, how can I rest in your love for me right now? I encourage you to journal, to write these things down. A lot of times, your mind will fight you and think, I'm just making this up. That's too good to be true. That's when you go back to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. This is God's voice. This is what it sounds like. We just haven't been trained. But children know their parents' voice. Even Augie, just being one year old, he knows Eric and Laura's voice. You know the Father's voice. We just have to train our ear to listen and quiet our hearts, but we have to receive his goodness, his love, his mercy. So I just want to pray. If you are battling hope, battling despair, battling the thoughts and the circumstances and the situations of life, yeah, Jesus said, There will be trouble in this life, but take heart. He has overcome the world. We put our eyes on Jesus. I'm going to pray, and I want you to receive what God has for you. Open heart 
to see with the eyes of your understanding, not your natural eyes, through the eyes, your spiritual eyes of your heart. So, Father God, I pray for everyone listening right now, for your love to become their greatest reality, that they would know the depth of your love, which is unfailing, unconditional because of Jesus' sacrifice, his death, burial, and resurrection. And so I just break off all despair, discouragement, sadness, and to go to the feet of Jesus. And I release the very life and peace of Christ to manifest in your body, in your soul, to make your soul excellent, the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit to quicken you right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, that we are your sons and daughters in whom you are well pleased. May we feel your pleasure because we have said yes to your gift of Jesus. Let hope arise. Let God arise and our enemies be scattered. I thank you, Father, for your love. Lord, I pray a deep, revelatory understanding for everyone listening to encounter your love in new and greater ways so we can become who you've created us to be. All for your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. Friend, I hope you were blessed by today's episode, and I pray it encouraged you or helped you grow in some way. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else who's been praying for a breakthrough or they want to grow or need encouragement or empowerment? I would also love it if you would go take 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. This is how I know you're liking this podcast, and it also helps others become aware that I exist and they can hear the gospel. You can take a screenshot also of your review and then share it with me on social media. Tag me at Lori, L-O-R-I-K-A-Y Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R, Lori K. Snyder. And that way I will know too that this is a blessing to you. Thanks so much, friend.